Welcome to the BioNexus Health Podcast with Dr. Jodie A. Darshaw, who holds a PhD in Integrative Medicine, is board certified in Integrative Pediatrics, an internationally recognized pioneering clinician, and author. And now here's your host of BioNexus Health Podcast, Dr. Jodie A. Dashaw. The reason why I mentioned uh, food on, on the cruise ship was because that got me curious. I'm like, you know, you said there was no uh, no flare-ups, no pants flare, no behavioral flares. So we said, I was like, all right, let's see where the gut is. And mm-hmm. when the the lab tests came back, that's when we saw that, you know, the uh, microbiome of a child uh, labeled as being on the spectrum. It is so rare to see everything within range. And the, the lab test showed us that, that the microbiome was within range. Yeah. That yeah. makes a lot of sense, you know, eating out for a whole week for all meals. Yeah. And, you know, we do eat out quite a bit. Um, I would say maybe like twice, once or twice a week we go out and, you know, maybe there's cross contamination. I mean, they're not celiac or anything, so it, it's not, but I mean, you know, they're not eating like a bun of, you know, a gluten bun. So there might be cross contamination, but at this point, we don't see uh, Andrew. Yeah, if he would, um, when he was like four or five years old, if he got a taste of something he shouldn't have, he was hyper for two weeks. For two weeks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And he's still like, you go to a birthday party, and you know they have the gluten free cupcakes, and he sees a piece of chocolate cake. You'll see him eating it in the corner, like. Oh, Radcliffe's bound to be someone else's birthday party. Yeah. Oh he, yeah. He, He's crafty. He'll he'll get what he wants. You know, not that he knows it's gluten free or not gluten free, but uh, we do our best to try to monitor it. Last last year, they were at the jump park, and Rob said uh, he was looking around. He couldn't find Andrew. I thought I well, lost him. Andrew had gone into a birthday party that was there, and he asked for a piece of cake. Oh, and he just they just crashed him. Yeah, he, he just yeah he totally party. And the crashed. mom goes, he asked me so nicely. I just gave him a piece of cake. I said, oh thanks. Oh, I said I thought goodness. I lost him. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I had to make the call home saying I'm coming home with one less kid. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's just sat down at a birthday party. So they're getting there. They still need work, but. It's um, a long road. You know, we see when you sit in your last, and I know we have still a lot more work with Grant, but when you were talking about, you had said something um, a couple of weeks ago when we spoke and we were talking about focus and you're like, well, is he, what kind of focus is he at? I said, well, you know, the goal at school is 15 minutes right now. And he's, he's doing that. And you were like, oh, I expect it to be an hour. And I was like, well, no, that's quite, that's quite a while off. He does have great focus on what he wants, right. but school directed. And I remember you said, oh, I can see his path. And I was like, do you want to share? And you said, <laughs> we've got to get him ready for the SATs and ACTs. And I was like, oh, okay. So that path. So, um, you know, I, I, it's just, it was such a good thing to hear because there are very few times where I've heard you say, well, let's try this. And it's always like, oh, we're going to do this. And when you were like, oh, I can see his path. And I was like, oh, good. At least, at least one of us has that, has that foresight. But, um, you know, and I just kind of like look at him now after you said that, and I'm like, oh, okay, so we've got to get this focus going. But he can do it. He's going to be able to do it. Yes, yeah. he has the smarts for sure. I mean, the yeah. reason why is, you know, other than uh, other than clinical experience is being an autism mom myself, you know, false diagnosis, but uh, being an autism mom myself and 
I, I remember uh, Brian's trajectory, how, you know, how, how it progressed. And uh, at what point that he made that cognitive leap, I still remember he was 11 and a half. We had to hold him back a couple of years, you know, for, uh, so, I mean, he was in a wheelchair, uh, anywhere near other kids in public, he had to wear a mask. So it was kind of rough. And he would have been bullied in school, you know, being uh, weird. So we had to um, hold him back for a couple of years until he walked a little bit better. He was still uh, during gym, his left leg would drag behind him. But, you know, like uh, you mentioned earlier, Kate, they you need to support them, but you also need to push them a little bit, you know, so just so that we see the best in them. Yeah. Uh, we did that. We did the same. And uh, I remember 11 and a half years of age, his uh, cognitive just took off. And the last piece for Brian was uh, was actually Marcon's. You know, mm -hmm. uh, back in the day, uh, no one used to check. It wasn't standard to check Marcon's for children because uh, there wasn't any research. It was assumed that children would just recover. And uh, I, you know, I guess uh, uh, autism, PANS, PANDA, special needs children were not considered in that uh, research group. And, and I started to screen Marcons for all the children in my practice after this experience with my son. I mean, you know, cognitively, he went from uh, uh, mom, can you get my stuff, please, to mom, uh, can I uh, can I request you to grab my paraphernalia? <laughs> so he went, <laughs> so, you know, I, I just did, did a double take. That's how I still remember that since I'm, this was me, you know, teaching him, Brian, look to the left, look to the right, look to the left again, no cars coming cross the road. Brian, you have a play date with Madison. You have to say hi when she comes in. I mean, th this was me teaching him, you know, how to say, how to have a simple social interaction, you know, yeah. on, on a play date. So from there, 11 and a half, uh, fast forward to age 14, he's speaking at the New Jersey Lyme Convention um, along with Congressman Chris Smith. And then fast forward to age 16, he's speaking at Harvard, you know, uh, at Harvard Spalding. They invited him to uh, speak about his experiences at, at, at the Children's Rehab Center. So, That's you know, amazing. we had physicians, thank you, physicians, nurses, you know, parents in the audience that were listening to this little guy, you know, go over his experiences. <laughs> Do you think there is um, something there with puberty, too, at that age that they might be able to make a leap like that or... Uh, that, that's just a good question, right? No, no, that's a good question, Kate. Now, uh, Brian's puberty was back and forth. You know, we had early puberty where his his uh, voice changed in fourth grade. Oh, and we started seeing that this happens with uh, uh, late awareness or uh, incompletely treated mold exposure. Okay. You know, it disrupts your hormones, especially when there is pans as well, pans mm -hmm. and Lyme co-infections. And then, uh, then we had a late puberty, and then we had to go in with the uh, growth hormone shots. And you know, I mean, at one point we were doing three shots a day just to balance out the hormones. We had a really fantastic endocrinologist at that point. And then you know, uh, uh, teen years came in, and we started having typical teenager, you know, angst issues <laughs> with Brian. And you know, we we, uh, we were butting heads, and he's like. I'm going to do it on my own. 
So he learned how to assemble uh, a shot, you know, from two different vials to mix them together and make his uh, medicine and then uh, make a shot in a syringe, pull out whatever his prescription was and inject himself intramuscular. So wow. he just learned to, he says, you know, I, I'm, I'm uh, mom, you're cranky. I, I don't want to deal with that. I'll do it myself. all three. So yeah, yeah, I'll do it myself. So he actually did them for a couple of years on his own. So that that's how we um, manage the, the puberty. But the goal always is to get the body clean and clear of all yeah. triggers because pants is autoimmune. It stays mm -hmm. with you, you know, for the rest of your life, like any other autoimmune condition, you can take asthma, allergies, you know, they're always with you. You have to manage them. Uh, so pants is certainly manageable, right? With the uh, minimal herbals, like Brian takes about five maintenance um, supplements. Mm -hmm. I tell him every other day, but he, he likes to take them every day. It just, you know, he likes how it makes makes him feel. So uh, the immune boost, you must have heard me say that pans children should not be boosted. Do not take boosters. Don't take herbal boosters. Vitamins is okay because the body will uh, excrete the ones that are not needed. But, you know, uh, I, I always advocate do not take things like echinacea, uh, elderberry. Don't boost up too much mm -hmm. turmeric. Uh, so the only natural immune boost that a pan's kid can handle is puberty. Interesting. Right. So once that happens, that's when you'll see a big leap. Yes. That, I believe that was right. your question. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we're definitely not there yet. Like I said, they're not even 10 yet, but um, yeah. Then I remember you said at puberty too. Um, I guess it might be with the added testosterone or something, Grant's hand development and everything should progress his grasp. And yeah, so we're going to wait for that one, <laughs> but he is, he is making progress. Yeah, Just, they they yeah. get good reports. Yeah. I would say 95% of the time from school, they had a great day mm -hmm. or, you know, they had one, what needed support at one point, but other than that had a great day. Uh, you know, like the, I remember our, our first test review, like I was in my office and Kate was at home and like you were going down and like everything was red. And I'm like, how can these guys have so many issues? And, you know, how is, you know, like it was unbelievable how many, you know, things were in the bed. If you brought your car in like that, you might as well, you know, scrap it because there's no way you're going to get it back. But, and then in our last call, you were like, I can't believe the progress they made. Like you've never seen that before. So mm -hmm. And when you see the results um, in everyday life, you know, because they're starting to do things on their own, getting dressed by themselves. Uh, Andrew's, you know, I'd say he's 95% showering by himself now. I mean, I'm so used to just giving everyone showers. Like Charlie will walk in and I'm like, come here. He's like, I don't need you to help me with the shower. <laughs> they're just used to running them through like cattle into the, into the shower. Uh, but like they're starting to do a lot of that stuff on their own uh, as they heal. And you know, what's interesting is Andrew even watches out because we're just used to them being so concerned about themselves and, you know, their wants, needs, especially wants, and that, you know, then their needs. And, um, he really kind of watches out for his little sister. Um, the other day she oh. was trying, to, she was trying to climb on like a shelf and get something off of a second shelf. And he goes very dramatically, like, no, Lisa, stop that. <laughs> and 
you know, he called mom <laughs> and, oh. um, you know, I mean, he'll go down, but I mean, they're big kids also. Um, he just hit five foot where it's almost a men's 10 shoe. He's a big kid. And, you know, he just went down and I said, Andrew, you can just go grab her. Like it, it's okay. He's kind of like the gentle giant, but I mean, that kid is a hundred percent muscle. So, um, you know, he's watching out for her, um, and she'll want to play with him and he does. Yeah. I'm actually speechless. You know, I don't know what else to say, except, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you guys were able to share this story today. Yeah. It's, it's going to be very inspirational. You're glad I, too, because you don't hear it from a lot of people. Right. Yeah. And we've been in the, the, you don't know what you're going to do stage, you know, um, like I said, I, I swear, I, I remember, I probably can look back at my screenshots because I probably screenshot at your name off of a Facebook post um, <laughs> and emailed it to myself to, to look at, you know, to yeah. look into you. But that's how I found it on like a support group trying to see, you know, um, what other families have done and, you know, see progress. Because when you talk to your regular doctor, they have or even people that are in the medical field in our families, they have no idea what to do. You know what, yeah. actually that is because we do have a lot of family in the medical and yeah. that is something that they see the kids, they've seen where they are, but you know what, they don't really bring it up. They don't really talk about it and they, they see them getting better, but you know, they don't really want to hear the answers. That it's is so interesting. Yes, I, I would agree with you. I've heard that from, yeah. uh, from other parents. I've heard that from um, uh, physicians in my own friend circle. Yeah. 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 I mean, they just like pretty much stay away from it. Yeah. No questions. I, I'm definitely hear it. Like, a doctor. You know. I can't read those charts, but I'm a problem solver and I'm going to just take bits and pieces that I can, everything I can absorb and, you know, sift through it and make decisions. And not all of them we did were good or worked. Uh, <laughs> we've tried a lot of things uh, that we've talked about, uh, you know, on our calls that, you know, um, you know, some people get results and every kid's different. Some people say it's one thing that did everything. Um, but, you know, I, I was going to say, since we started with you, I've seen it on paper. Not that I really know exactly what it is, but, you know, you know what Lyme disease is. You know what mold issues are. I mean, I look for water spots. Like, you know, it gives me anxiety now if someone spills a cup of water on the floor that there's going to be mold and we're going to go backwards. Uh but seeing the, the paperwork to go with it and seeing the results, you know, you know you're making progress and why. Um, and I, I know we talked about that, uh, you know, because both boys had the Lyme, which I don't think they got from a tick, but, um, you know, whether it was a mosquito or however they, they got it. Um, I watched a documentary, I think it was on Amazon or Netflix about the Lyme disease, the silent Amazon. epidemic. Yes. Uh, and uh, I mean, the, the poor people in there that got Lyme disease and it just crippled their life, yeah. uh, you know, and that these guys have it and now it's getting better and you're seeing progress. Um, you know, it's, it's amazing. You know, I think the other thing that people are talked into, because I knew this was going to come up, um, when the boys were two and a half, I just took Andrew to, um, a genetic counselor and my background was in genetics. So I'm like, you know what, this one you know, that people are going to be like, oh, well, there's two of them. There's probably a genetic component to it. They ran a whole panel on him. The only thing that showed up was a deletion on a gene, 
for hemolytic anemia. And I'm like, okay, you guys, let's, let's cross this off the list. This is not where it was. There's no genetic component here, but you know, they were not severely preemie, but they were too preemie for what their, their bodies couldn't handle it. So, I mean, it was just like their chiropractor says perfect storm. Oh, you know what? I also didn't mention multiple rounds of antibiotics between one and two, uh, three, four rounds for each boy. And that would probably explain why their gut biome is so bad or was so bad. Yeah. Not that I'm an expert, but just kind of makes sense uh, mm-hmm. that that's what it kills. So is the bacteria. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and like I said, we've tried Grant's in the H-Bot right now. He loves the H-Bot. Uh, he gets his iPad in there and he's he's in there. We dive as much as possible. Uh, we do saunas. They love the sauna too, probably because they get an iPad. And you know, uh, they don't get, let's, let's rephrase this. They don't get iPads all the time. But no. when they have to do something, like when they're sitting in a sauna for a half an hour or they're sitting in each spot for an hour and a half, then they do. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Uh, See, now, now it makes sense going in the H-bot. I had explained about aerobic infections, which we found, right? When when we were yeah. running labs, like, you know, I mean, if if you give super oxygen mm-hmm. to living microorganisms, what happens? They grow. Yeah. So uh, now is absolutely fine for the H-bot. So there is, you know, I, I get many parents that have tried everything or a lot of things like you guys had prior. And when we, you know, and they're fully convinced, nope, the labs are going to be nice and clear. You know, we've done, put in a lot of work. And then we see, you know, Rob, you said everything was red. Everything. Everything. Yeah. 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 Uh, But, you know, and we've spent a lot of money. We're probably in the seven figure range and trying to treat them over the last seven years, you know, because there's, Two of everything. So um, I would say the results based on what we've spent with you are probably the the, the best gains, you know, mm-hmm. and we've made the most progress yeah. in the last whatever it is, year and a half. Um, but yeah, we tried it all. And, you know, as parents that love your kids, I think you have to. You can't say you didn't try, you know, it might not ever be perfect, but if you can look back and say you did everything humanly mm-hmm. possible within your means. Yeah then um, I think you did your best as a parent. I think one big takeaway that I wish, you know, anyone listening to this, that I wish someone would have told me initially was, you know, the therapists are all going to be great. The OT, the speech, fine, whatever. But if you are not healed on the inside, it's like dog training. You don't, you don't want robotics out of your kids. You don't want them to have to, you know, do this goal and get it 80% of the time for, you know, two weeks consecutively, you know, four to five trials. That's not what you want. You want them to understand. You want them to, you know, have their own feelings and, you know, do things because that, you know, they understand it. And so if you're not healing from the inside and just going to therapy, you know, you're going to get minimal progress. You know, it's funny you say about the dog training. So when they were younger and they were in ABA, they taught Andrew and Grant how to hold hands. Yeah. Right. Which when you had four kids under four years old, um, that was a great, a great tool. But like today we went to the fire station here, had a big thing where the kids, Andrew was spraying a fire, a real fire hose off a fire truck. And um, Grant wanted to hold my hand still. And I'm like, Grant, you don't need to hold my hand. You're standing right. But he's still reaching for my hand. So he has that 
ingrained in him that yeah. he should be holding my that hand. That was, that was like the first thing they taught them for safety. And we're going to rephrase that for kids. That's, that, that was four kids in 16 months. So I, we had a one-year-old when the triplets were born. Um, and, but yeah, they will still like their four-year-old sister wants to hold my hand and now Grant's coming to take it. So, I mean, it is, it is a good safety, but, um, it's not required. The, the, no, it's not required. Yeah. Yeah. They they can be on their own. Yes. Yeah. That that's part of the deep programming yeah. that happens, yeah. you know, the, the yeah. robotic programming. That is true. What you say is very true. You know, I, I hope those listening or watching pay attention to this, that, um, unless you heal and repair and regenerate the underlying issues, you know, eliminate all the factors that have caused fans, um, false diagnosis of being on the spectrum. It is not possible that any of the training you receive is going to stick long-term or mm -hmm. it's going to become programming. Like yeah. you just mentioned the psychological yeah. programming, you keep holding hands. It, it's not just the learning part, the behaviors and the meltdowns. And I mean, Andrew, I mean, he can scream louder than anyone in the world. Uh, that's, he's 99% done with that. But I mean, like that kind of stuff has gone away. Like where, when you're going through it, it's a nightmare. And now you don't even think about it. Uh, you know, the, the behaviors, because the behaviors are a lot of things that give a lot of people anxiety of bringing their children places, you know, uh, and we've always had a lot of kids. So, um, you know, you had to watch multiple kids and then the two that needed more attention, it made it even harder. So, you know, going to stuff was work. It wasn't go sit with your friends and the kids go play when you have two that could walk away or just, you know, Grant used to like to escape. Our neighbor found him two blocks away. He got out one of the doors and he found him on an intersection, right by a busy intersection. And he brought him home and we didn't even know he was gone. And yeah. then we had to put special locks on and uh, now the door can be open and doesn't, you know, he follow he stays with you. So yeah, yeah it's, it's all that stuff that makes everyone, cause it affects everyone in your family's life and what they can do, what you can do as a family, the stress levels. Um, but the progress we've seen has been a miracle. And you have to watch for when they're ready to move on. Like Rob said, Andrew's scream, he was 99% done. He still have that like 1%. And you know, that is typically tipped off by someone else who has an inappropriate behavior at school, um, an outburst, someone who does the, the echelea that just like goes on and on and on. And, you know, they try to shape that. And finally, I had to tell them, wait, it's not actually Andrew's fault. That's annoying to you as a teacher. That's annoying to him, but he can't get out of the room. So I don't want to teach him to that that's okay that he has to listen to it. That's him being normal, being like, no, 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 I'm done here. This is annoying. Yeah, but part like Andrew got a little, he had a, a couple of weeks where he had a flare up and he had a strep again, right? So right. He, he had an infection we already cleared that came back and then we saw the behaviors come back. And now we're seeing them go away. So um, it's amazing how these little things that, how did he get struck from a kid at the park, you know, a kid at school, yeah. you know, a bathroom. And it's going to be around. I mean, you can't do anything with, you know, about it because they are everywhere. 
but um, you don't want to limit where they are, but you have to learn how to deal with it and, you know, slowly work on their body internally little by little. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I like that. You know, you do have to live your life you guys are in the Midwest. So there is, you know, the sports, the hunting, the lakes, the swimming, right. The outdoorsy lifestyle. You don't yeah. need yeah. to be afraid to go out and, and the fishing and hang yeah. out with the kids, yeah. you know, just maintain your, your precautions, expect the flare ups uh, for a week here and there. And um, it's all good. Yeah. You, you, I mean, before I saw that test, I wouldn't even thought of a flare up. I would just, I would have thought of regression. Oh, we're going backwards. Why are we going backwards? And then you showed us, you compare the charts back and forth and you're like, wow, that is, I mean, it went from green to, you know, high red now. Now, now it makes sense why he's having these you know, issues. Flare, well, I don't think I've even mentioned, because we even, I think it was just like 10 days ago, we talked to you about Andrew. And when he was, he had that hyperness, um, he became more conversational after that. Like in the last 10 days, I was like, wait, hold on. That stopped and he's talking better. He's communicating better. So, I mean, for him, I've seen that time and time again. There, it looks like a regression. It looks like something happens. He comes out of it and he has huge gains. If he has huge gains when he comes out of it, then then it's typically a die-off. Yeah reaction that's what yeah. that's what and he's happens. you know they're very different um sorry i know we're probably closing in on your hour but they're very different also that's the other thing grant you can dump a bunch of supplements into and he has very little gains andrew we can never get to the full protocol i can get to like if it's 10 drops seven or eight and then you know i'm like you know what but that is his tipping point otherwise it has the reverse reaction on him and I'm like that's just how he is he has a super high metabolism and if I give him too much, he metabolizes it too quickly. And I'm like, but you know what? That's okay. Because that's what his body can tolerate. And he's making the gains. Yes. That's your point of self-regulation of the body, you know, including yeah. the sensory integration component of self-regulation. Yeah. yeah. So, the, the, other thing, the other thing I thought that I see is their physical abilities, you know, like our daughters and sons are in soccer five nights a week, dance class, gymnastics. So I always drop them off and then I take Andrew and Grant and now Lisa comes with us and we go to the trampoline park. We go on walks in the woods to give them physical activity. But like even at the trampoline park, which I highly recommend, because if you want to go to a place where kids are screaming and your your kid, no matter what they're doing, is going to look like they fit in there. That is a great spot. That's why I started going there. But like when we first went there, they couldn't do anything. And now Andrew can do any obstacle course, they can climb anywhere. He's hanging off the basketball rim. Uh, you know, and the same thing with Grant. Grant can get across uh, climbing walls, you know, with those weak fingers. Like he could never do any of that stuff. And, you know, as their body heals, their their physical abilities, you know, trying to keep them in shape and, um, you know, aware and, and, and involved in other things other than TV or an iPad. Um, we've seen unbelievable gains on what they can do. Mm -hmm. Swimming and swimming too. Yep. We got a pool two years ago um, and Andrew will just do laps in it. Grant, if you take like his characters or dive toys, he is an amazing diver and he'll be under there like 45 seconds. I'm like, are you okay? Oh, wow. <laughs> he just holds his breath and comes up and dives again. Nice. So, I mean, I think that's a good full body also just to get all that input. And um, yeah, they, they do have, very good physical capabilities. Yeah. 
and they uh, they've gotten better because yeah. they were not good in the beginning. No, Andrew would run into the couch and be completely bruised. Yeah, because you know having Charlie the same age and Charlie at five years old is scoring seventeen goals in a soccer game, <laughs> uh, and his brothers can't you know climb the ladder on the slide to now yeah. where you know they're jumping off the slide. You know it's and landing and, and going back up again. So yeah, as their bodies heal, we've seen gains in all aspects. And we try to, again, get them involved in stuff, just like our other kids, you know, they have a harder time with the structured. I tried coaching Andrew. It was hard because I was trying to coach 10 other kids at the same time. Uh, he did it 50% of the time. Uh, but on that kind of stuff, they can play play at their will. And you just you see in progress, you know, spending so much time and watching them grow. But it all has to do with the body healing. Yes, it does. Now, you know, herbals are called as um, supplements. But in in reality, it's herbal medicine. Yeah. And what I've seen personal experience as well as professional is when you heal with herbal medicine, the gains will stay with you. Flare-ups, yes, because, you know, pants is autoimmune, but the gains will stick. They stay. So you're, what you're describing is the left brain uh, communicating really well with the right brain, the mm -hmm. myelin sheath on the nerves, the fast conducting nerve fibers, you know, that, that go with your um, safety awareness, body awareness, body in space is where your body is in space. You know, is it safe? What needs to be, you know, and a reaction time. Uh, also anticipation of what's coming next. Now, these are all very complicated algorithms to develop in the brain, you know, sometimes known as muscle memory. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that comes when your body is uh, healing from within. Yeah. And that will stay. That doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. You know, I even forgot the small ones. Like Grant is fabulous on a scooter. He'll be like, you know, five, seven miles an hour on the scooter down the street. Uh, Andrew learned how to ride a two-wheel bike. This year. That no was training wheels. Yeah, took the training wheels off. And he's That's... just started piano lessons. Piano lessons. Yeah. yeah. The teacher teaches uh, piano and violin to our other two. And, you know, she said as soon as he is ready and can focus for at least five minutes, she said, I do need to teach him because she said um, less than 2% of her students, she's got a lot of students, have perfect uh, perfect pitch. She pitch. said, he has perfect pitch. So uh, yeah, it, it's good. They're all around their healing. We still have a ways to go, but um, we've come really far. Again, you know, I, I don't know uh, what to say, except just I'm, I'm very grateful that the boys are doing well and that you are here today to share your uh, long journey. So, you know, and I'm glad you mentioned that it's a process, you know, there's no miracles. You have to put in the work. And, and you know, when, when I introduced you guys earlier, um, you know, I, I mentioned that every appointment, um, I have mom and dad both there. And this is the first time we've ever been on the call together. <laughs> In the yeah. same room. In the, in the same room. frame, yes. But yeah. you're, you're both yeah. always on. on I'm either the in the car or at the office. Yes. But yeah, it's important. And you see, like I said, you see the gains. So my advice would be start your journey with Dr. DeShore. Uh, <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be happy you did. So 
wasn't that just so heartwarming, so encouraging and inspirational? I'm so glad Rob and Kate were able to make it today to today's podcast. So, um, well, we shall end here. And I will see everyone at the next episode of Autism Uprooted with Bionexus Health. Take care of each other, keep smiling, and I'll see you soon. Namaste. Thank you for joining Master Herbalist Dr. Jody A. Dashaw, Director of the Bionexus Health Clinic and Bionexus Herbals, on the Bionexus Health Podcast, where we explore and share information and stories about recovering and healing from chronic and environmental illnesses such as mold biotoxin illness, Lyme disease, autism spectrum disorder, fatigue, Crohn's and colitis, mast cell activation syndrome, PANS, and more. Please help us grow our message by subscribing to our podcast channel and sharing the podcast on your social networks. For more information visit bionexushealth.com. Information within this video, audio, or text, collectively known as the podcast, has not been reviewed by the FDA. Nothing within the podcast is intended as or should be construed as medical advice. Information is for general informational and educational purposes only. Consumers of the podcast should consult with their healthcare practitioners for medical recommendations. Seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider. Do not disregard the advice of a healthcare provider based on any information from the podcast. The information within the podcast may contain information concerning dietary supplements or over-the-counter products that are not drugs. Our dietary supplement products are not intended for use as a means to cure, treat, prevent, diagnose, or mitigate any disease or other medical or abnormal condition.